Welcome to Absorbent in Yellow, the podcast where me and my friends talk about the making of and our admiration for SpongeBob SquarePants. With us on the podcast today is guest Rhiannon Overby on the podcast today to discuss the episode's procrastination and I'm a stupid. It's going to be a friggin' phenomenal episode um, and you're going to love it. I, I know I probably wouldn't ever say the start today. Bad episode. Honestly, you could skip it. <laughs> I'm probably never going to say that. But when I put a little shout outs here at the front saying this episode's really, really good. I usually say that because it is really, really good. And I'm either finished or partway through editing it. And I really enjoy it um, particularly. So, 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 um, let's do trivia clock. Not a heck of a ton of uh, trivia today. Not many of trivias today. Um, I've got kind of two pieces of trivia, and one of them I'm going to save for later in the episode, but I will just tell you now that it deals with the deleted scene uh, you may or may not know about um, from this first episode of Procrastination. Uh, but I just found this very, very interesting. Um, this came from the website TV Tropes, uh, and they say... Um, so the, the short of it is that there's a deleted scene in this episode, right? Um, that got taken out by Nickelodeon and put back in. We'll discuss it later. But when it got put back in, they, they wrote here, um, when Nickelodeon started airing the edited version of Procrastination, the colors became noticeably washed out and less saturated. This extended to its sister episode as well. The reason why this happened is unknown. The DVDs, Amazon Prime, Nicktoons, and overseas airings have the episode's normal colors intact. Very, very interesting. Um, and I wouldn't have brought this up were it not for the fact that I specifically call out to Rhiannon at the start of this episode how beautiful the colors are in this episode. And I have noticed that some episodes are more saturated than other in season two. So, don't know why that is. If you think that you know, write in to sponge at spamrobots.com, just like no one did this week. And that's okay. We don't have any reader mail. We had a little bit of trivia. That's fine, because uh, it's a little bit of a longer discussion with our guest, Rhiannon Overby, today. Procrastination. I'm with stupid. Why procrastinate uh, our conversation any further? Because I'm not with stupid. I'm with Rhiannon Overby today. Pretty good transition, huh? I thought so, too. Thank you. Leave a review, if you don't mind. And I'll read it. On the air. Okay, sorry. Uh, take it away, Sam. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Absorb It in Yellow, a SpongeBob deep dive. With us today on the podcast is guest, Rhiannon Overby. Rhiannon, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast. And thank you for thanking me. Um, <laughs> Rhiannon and I uh, know each other primarily because we went to college together for graphic design. So that's pretty sick. Um, I will ask you about SpongeBob in a sec. I guess I should just, uh, I didn't prep you on this ahead of time. So, but it's not any, I'm like super in my own head. I'm sure the listeners can tell when I start doing like, uh, 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 you can tell that I'm like trying to like decide how to form sentences. Um, basically what I'm trying to say is that Rhiannon has a very awesome Instagram page, uh, where she posts all of her latest graphic design work and merch. Um, uh, Jolly Ollie, is it at Jolly Ollie? Is that the, uh, the tag? It's it's at Jolly Ollie Designs, actually. Mm. I don't Sweet. think Jolly Ollie was available. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so if, if uh, no, not if, you absolutely have to. It's required <laughs> that you go check out her Instagram account and follow her and buy something from her store. Um, those <laughs> are the rules. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, but yes, so there's that. But then there's also Spongebob. Rhiannon, 
Would you tell the listeners and me some about your history with SpongeBob? Did you grow up watching the show? Oh yeah. Um, so funny enough, my my dad didn't like most of the cartoons growing mm. up. Like he wouldn't watch Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, or... I already know it's coming, and I'm so stoked for you to yeah, see it. Yeah, and for some reason, he loved watching SpongeBob with me. Wow. And he so like I would always watch it because I liked when he would watch things with me. Yeah. Um, and so I just have this like nostalgia for like sitting on the couch on like weekends yeah. with my dad watching it, but uh-huh. wouldn't, wouldn't watch any other cartoon. Hated uh, Scooby-Doo. Like, yep. Yeah. Just SpongeBob. Yeah. Dude, I freaking cannot tell you, Rhiannon, how many people I've had on this podcast <laughs> that say, and specifically their dad for some reason. <laughs> and it's always, yeah, they didn't really like any other cartoons, but they love SpongeBob. And I don't know why. I mean, it's it's like what we were talking about before we started recording, how like every one of our generation has this universal experience. For some yes. reason, so many of us. Anyway, so that's really great. Um, and then uh, other question, um, I asked Rhiannon ahead of time, which I normally forget to do, but I asked ahead of time uh, to think about what her favorite episode is. And as I understand it, you were saying before that you cannot pick a favorite episode, correct? I don't, I don't have a favorite episode. There's just, there's so many good parts of different episodes that I love so much. Um, that I don't think I could just pick one specific one. Like, obviously I really like like the doodle Bob episode. Um, weirdly enough, really mm-hmm. like the, the rock bottom episode where yeah. they're like, <laughs> They're like uh-huh. in this like really spooky town. Um, I that one was just very interesting to me. But uh-huh. like, I love I love so many of them that yeah. it would be hard to. And it, I feel like it's unfair to choose totally. just one of them. Yeah, it is pretty fricked to have to rate <laughs> you know some of the best episodes of television ever against each other. But yeah, those are also good. What if you could sum up uh, very briefly, like what what is it about SpongeBob that makes you love it? Um, I guess like coming back as an adult and rewatching part of it, it's just like, it's so timeless. Like you still Mm -hmm. can get some type of joy out of it, even as an adult. Like it's not like a kid's cartoon. It is a cartoon that, like I said, like my dad loved, like I loved. Uh Um, and he's like, he's just so innocent and like sweet that like, even though sometimes he's like kind of dumb and like Uh frustrating, it's still like so pure that Mm. you like keep wanting to watch it. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Clearly, because I started a Spongebob podcast, but... <laughs> we're too passionate about this topic. <laughs> I know we're too passionate, but that is exactly the perfect <laughs> content for a Spongebob podcast, so... Okay, well, unless you have any other thoughts, uh, shall we jump into the episode? Let's do it. Okay, class. Quiet. Quiet. Now, get out your pencils and paper and write down the assignment. Oh, man. Did you hear that? We get an assignment. Everyone must write an essay on what not to do at a stoplight. Oh, did you hear that? What not to do at a stoplight? In no less than 800 words. Did you hear that? 800 words? Yeah, I know. Do tomorrow. And remember, class, work hard and no goofing off. We are back with the episode Procrastination. This episode was written by Walt Dorn, Paul Tibbet, and Doug Lawrence and premiered October 19th, 2001. Okay, so, well, first let me ask you this. So so you just said, like, it's it's impossible to pick a favorite episode, but I, of course, sent you, like, a list of episodes of, like, hey, here's some that we're going to cover coming up soon. Um 
first, was it procrastination or um, I'm with stupid that drew you to this one or both? And then why? Um, Why'd you pick this one? Procrastination, definitely, because like as an adult, like I just mm-hmm. I can really understand where SpongeBob comes yeah. from in this episode. Um, I also think that I'm with stupid is very much like a a Patrick episode. Um, uh-huh. And I don't feel like there's, I mean, there's obviously Patrick episodes, but this one is like very right. much like based on Patrick and like right. <laughs> who he is as a starfish. <laughs> uh huh. Totally. That's so great. Yeah. So when you picked um, uh, uh, procrastination, the first one you threw out was, um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but the one where they like become, or Squidward's an artist, he has an art class or whatever. Yes, the um, one that's, it's like the episode right after this one. Yes, it is, yep, uh-huh. Um, which my friend Matt Constant is going to be on, and he's also, a, he's a fine artist. He went to Carnegie oh. Mellon, Carnegie Mellon? I always said Melligan. I never know. The school in Pittsburgh, <laughs> who who cares? We went to <laughs> Iowa State, so we don't care about those freaking East Coast elites. But anyway, so that'll be great to have him on. Um, but part of me was like, oh, man, it would have been great to have like an old graphic design classmate. But then I was so stoked when you threw out procrastination because I'm like, how perfect? Because I feel like not obviously like, you know, anybody who's been through school has lived this, um, but also like in the design college and in classes as small as ours like i feel like we lived this episode many times especially like late nights working in the design building like gosh so anyway um this is a timeless episode and is so good um rhiannon would you say that historically you were more of a spongebob or more of the guy sitting next to spongebob (laughs) um definitely not spongebob in in this scenario Uh um 800 words is so many words. Yeah. Yeah. I don't ever remember doing homework for my like driving classes. Right. Totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I can just, I can just imagine like how upset I would be totally. being like, oh, it's my summer vacation. Cause I think that's when I took driver's ed. Right. Like, oh, here I now I have to do an 800 word essay on this. Uh-huh. Um, but SpongeBob's so cute, and he's just right. like, "Oh my god, this is so excited!" Like Mrs. Puff, like wants us to do something. Right, right. He's like, "I get to do homework. This is the <laughs> best day ever." Yeah, yeah. It's really cute because, like, the show, of course, like SpongeBob's kind of supposed to be an adult. Um, he works a full time job and owns a house, you know. Um, but they also get to have their cake and eat it too by having him be in boating school, so that they can have kind of these school centric episodes. So mm-hmm. it's fun seeing them work out like. How can we make, how can we give him homework even though he's like an adult, you know? So, like, we're just going to have this boating school assign essays, you know? And I just love, like, I, there were a lot of jokes in this that I knew were funny, but I don't think I understood why they were funny when I was a kid. Yes. And now I understand how funny they are, mainly because of just how stupid they are. And specifically, (laughs) like, the concept of an 800 word essay on what not to do with stop sign (laughs) is the funniest freaking thing in the world. Because it's just go is the only thing that you can answer yeah <laughs> so anyway it's very very cute um and the only other note i had at like the start here is like this uh opening scene it's like very the color is just really beautiful on it it's like very crisp and like spongebob like really pops um 
which I super, super love. I like the fact that he starts out really excited and obviously like by the end, he's just like regretting everything. Um, yeah. Because I feel like I felt that way about like a lot of projects in college where I was uh-huh. like, Ooh, like this could be really cool. Like, okay, totally. like, I could <laughs> yeah. really work with this. And by the end, I'm just like, I just want to get it done. Like what's yeah. happening. Uh-huh. Um, so like I said, I feel like I, I really understood SpongeBob by the end. <laughs> uh-huh. It really is like a very, very clever subversion because it makes it makes complete sense. Of course, SpongeBob would be the one that would be stoked about mm-hmm. like, you know, doing homework, like something that every kid like hates, you know. Um, but then like just the fact that he's stoked, you'd be like, well, there's not much like conflict there. So what what yeah. are they going to do for like the whole episode? And so then to subvert it of like, it's actually really, really hard. And then, yeah, like I feel like uh, with any assignment, but especially like in design college, like getting a prompt and then being like, oh, this is awesome. I've got a really cool idea about this or whatever. And then you get an hour in and you've just got like an open document that's empty and you're like, this sucks. I don't know how to do this, you know? So especially because like, I feel like his was like fairly like the, the prompt was like fairly open, like what not to do. Like his like (laughs) answers were like very like creative and stuff. And like anytime we got a project where it was like, you know, uh-huh. like, do what you want. Like originally totally. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to do what I want. And then I'm like, I don't want to, do- no, give me, give me Tell something me what to do. Speci- yeah, specific. Exactly. I don't know what's happening. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, especially cause I feel like in design college, it's like, do whatever you want. And you're like, really, <laughs> whatever I want. They're like absolutely anything. And then you make it and they're like, you did it wrong. And you're like, well, I don't know what you want me to do. So <laughs> you said but, anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, we meant anything, but we also are going to tell you that you're bad at making anything. Anyway, um, and then I don't know how I forgot this, but um, so there there are jokes in this episode that I didn't get until b- growing up. But this is the one episode where the entire premise of the episode I did not get until yes. like high school. Because yes. I think that I could get like, oh, SpongeBob's goofing off. But it wasn't until I got like really big homework assignments in high school i'm like holy crap like i could understand it in the abstract but they capture so well what a night of working on an assignment looks like that you just like don't get when you're a kid which is just so delightful yes it i it really it's really clear in that specific episode why like my dad was willing to watch it because like there's things that like he would watch with me and he probably laughed because he's like, she doesn't even get this. Like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like uh-huh. she's laughing with me, but she doesn't even understand this pain. <laughs> right. Totally. When you're a kid, you're just like, that's funny that he's feeding Gary that much food. When you're an adult, you're like, holy crap. Like, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So I have more thoughts on specifics, but we'll jump into this next clip. Um, so Sp- SpongeBob is stoked. He's talking to his pencil, very artsy, very like romantic idea of writing an essay. You know, he says, as my ideas grow, you shrink (laughs) to his pencil. Um, And then he jumps into uh, writing his essay. What not to do at a stoplight. Hey, this is easy. Buy SpongeBob square pants. This essay is pure gold. And now, pencil, get ready to do your stuff, because here we go. Gee, this is harder than I thought. (laughs) 
SpongeBob! It should be against the law to have to write an essay on such a super sailorific sunshiny day. Oh. But I must press onward. Because with this pencil and the completion of this essay, I'll be one step closer to my driver's <laughs> license. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've got the giggles. I did not remember the car scene at all. When rewatching this, I did not remember that it cuts to a live action, like, derby race of a car just, like, completely getting obliterated. I laughed so hard yesterday when, when I rewatched yeah. that. I was like, oh, my God. Because I, I, I still remember, like, when uh -huh. they would cut to like you know like lot like live totally. people doing things, but I was like, I don't remember this ever happening. Yeah. Him having this vision. Uh -huh. but I love how like cute he is about it. He's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm gonna get like my, my voting <laughs> license, and like that's what he envisions. He imagines, but he's just stoked that he can do that legally. Like, <laughs> that is so I can funny. legally crash this boat. Uh -huh. Okay, so here's a specific question. Do you remember also the shot? Um, where he's looking outside the window and he sees everybody like at the carnival and stuff like that. Did yes. did that catch it? You do remember. Okay. Yes. So fun fact, um, that the, the scene of him looking out the window and the scene of the car crashing after the original airing of this episode, uh, got deleted from the episode by Nickelodeon. And then, um, it was like something like three months after the premiere of this episode when they started re-airing it for reruns. They aired a like one minute shorter version that cut that out. And um, it's never been confirmed specifically why. Um, and so I did a little bit of research into this because I was like, what the heck? Like, I mean, it, it, it's kind of dark, but it's it doesn't seem like significantly darker than anything else like in SpongeBob, yeah. you know? Um, and so let's see. Uh, I did some research and there's basically only speculation and no confirmation on why it was cut. Um, some people think that that it looked like Patrick was like undoing uh, Sandy's bikini, which I don't think is correct at all because he clearly has like sunscreen in his hand. Um, and then some people think that maybe uh, the car crash was just like too violent for kids or something, but they also have. So anyway, um, this is the most deep lore trivia that I'll get in this section, but uh, I'm just going to read my notes because I, I accidentally wrote an essay on this. It's not a full, <laughs> it's not 800 words, but okay. So I wrote down, it's worth noting that the only other episode in the original run of SpongeBob that has a deleted scene that got taken out after its initial airing is the episode Just One Bite, which just so happened to air the, f the following week on Nickelodeon. Um, and the deleted scene that got taken out is when he Squidward breaks into the Krusty Krab to secretly eat a Krabby Patty because he secretly likes them, you know? Um, and he gets doused in gasoline and then lit on fire and he explodes. Um, and it's never like explicitly told why, but years later, uh, the current showrunner um, said that... Um, that uh, he basically said, quote, standards and practices does not care for gags involving petrol and matches, which doesn't specifically address it. But it's basically like the higher ups at Nickelodeon do not like it when we joke about people catching on fire with gasoline. But there is a theory floating around on the Internet um, that um, uh, uh, 9-11 would have been the reason for these jokes getting cut, um, basically because... 
these episodes aired in October 2001. And of course, 9-11 happened mm-hmm. two months yeah. prior to that. But the only, and this is that's deep in like uh, niches I'm going to get, but my little like, uh, I don't know, not conspiracy theory. Uh, definitely no conspiracy theories around 9-11. We're not going there. But I wondered, I wondered um, the the episode Band Geeks was the last episode to air before 9-11. It literally aired less oh, than a really? week before 9-11, which I didn't go into in the episode where we discussed Band Geeks because I was like, I don't really want to bring the mood down by talking about 9-11 <laughs> or whatever. But I couldn't help but wonder, there is a scene where the uh, marching band, the flag twirlers, twirl their flags really, really fast, and then they fly up in the air and crash <laughs> into a blimp, and it explodes. And then they play like taps on like the porn or whatever and i couldn't help but wonder like if this episode had aired one week later would they have cut that scene Mm -hmm. but then i'm like but they could have cut that scene for future airings so was it because of 9-11 that that scene got cut i don't know and we'll never know anyway (laughs) that's some fun little trivia for you um the other note i have on this scene though that is uh way less um heavy it's just the close-up on his essay and just he's written the title and thinks like we're on a roll i cannot tell you how many assignments i've had that (laughs) where i come up with the name of the essay or whatever project i'm working on or literally like i name my illustrator file i'm like the project has officially started and then just immediately hit a brick wall it's like so painfully relatable but anyway what did you think of this scene rhiannon um i i really like the idea of like looking outside and seeing literally everybody else <laughs> it's so happy outside time like yeah i the amount of times that i have been like working late or yeah. like when i was in college just like working on something and like i know that it's a lovely day outside and i uh-huh. just want to be outside uh-huh. um, i really feel his pain but yeah. you just don't look out the window just <laughs> totally. forget about it there's two really funny looking out the window jokes. Cause one, he's like, it's a beautiful day to write an essay at the start of the episode. <laughs> and then it's a freaking grassy field with like an oak tree. Like it's clearly like an above land, which they never mm-hmm. address. Nope. And then of course this this scene too. And I was laughing so hard at how happy it was. I like wrote down like the outside he sees a roller coaster. The sun smiling at everyone, a giant ship wheel that's been turned into a Ferris wheel, flying clams that are chirping, kids playing, uh, a guy eating ice cream, a flexing hot guy with like two women like fawning over him, um, a dude, um, oh, the surfer dude is just chilling, tanning, and then Squidward's out there just tanning in the front yard, and then it cuts to jellyfish playing tennis for no yeah. reason, and then the strangest shot is Gary just being silly is the best way I can describe it. He's just balancing on a ball and like has like a little like uh, horn in his mouth, um, but then like so painful like. Patrick and Sandy like come on Spongebob come outside it's just like so painfully on the nose like it's it's so funny to me that like even his like pet snails also enjoying the beautiful day totally he's not Uh uh-huh it's so sad it's so sad we're like watching Spongebob grow up before our very eyes and go through the pain that we all did the first time like in middle school we were assigned a real homework assignment and we're like I have to do school after school too like, I have to study for this test and not go outside during the yeah. weekend. <laughs> uh-huh. This is bogus. So, anyway. Um, at this point in the episode, I had a lot of anxiety. <laughs> like, I felt so much anxiety um, for SpongeBob. But, 
at this point in the episode, I really started to pick up. It's very, very clever writing because it, it's basically just escalating SpongeBob putting off the assignment. Like you can kind of tell like right away, it's like the whole episode is going to be him trying to not do the assignment. I mean, I guess it's self-explanatory from the title being procrastination. Um, but it's really, really clever how it's like almost like, you know, it's a weird way of describing it, but some episodes are like character interactions mostly, whereas this one feels like a Tom and Jerry episode, but in, instead of like a cat and mouse, it's just like SpongeBob and his own like distraction. And you're just watching like sight gag after sight gag after sight gag. Um, and then other uh, specific cute note is that um, SpongeBob has a little coconut lamp, which I thought was very cute. He has like Wait, a little lamp. What? How did his, I not notice that? Yeah, at his desk that he's writing yeah. at, he has a little lamp that's made of a coconut. Is very cute. Are you looking it up now? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! How did I not notice that lamp? I was like so focused on like him with his pencil and stuff. Totally. Oh, that's so cute. Uh huh. Every everything about SpongeBob is so pure. Like his little exactly. clam, his little clam chair and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I really did like that this whole episode is just SpongeBob. Like no totally. one, I mean, like, like yeah. Gary, Gary is involved in like the weird man that drops off mail later on. But like, uh-huh. um, it's literally just him and like his like thoughts and personality yeah. the whole time, uh-huh. um, which I really enjoy. <laughs> to have it, and that's like really really clever writing to have all the character conflict between. Be between the main character and just himself. Yeah. <laughs> like and his own inability to to not have fun for five minutes and just like write his essay. So I anyway. I love that they were able to create a whole episode just about this like one topic in a way uh-huh. that didn't feel like they're like dragging it out for a really long totally. time. Like every every way that he procrastinated uh-huh. as it like accelerated <laughs> or like escalated. Uh-huh. Uh, you like really felt because like i mean like i didn't as a yeah. child because i didn't understand but like now totally. i'm like yes like i would do these yeah, things <laughs> absolutely and the way that he's like uh we'll get i guess into this more later in the episode but you can tell that he feels guilty because he becomes really increasingly self-defensive as the episode <laughs> uh-huh. goes on and he's like well pff, i can't start my essay like this you know um so with this next clip we kind of get into that first one um he's like wow i gotta feed what i think he calls gary like his favorite mollusk um and gary's like i'm not hungry well he says meow and he's like what do you mean you're not hungry um and then we get the one of the first times in the episode that somebody else points out to spongebob that he should be working on his essay which also made me laugh very hard that gary's just like meow and he's like what do you mean i'm like procrastinating (laughs) for my essay so anyway so defensive yeah he feeds gary thinking that it will take a really long time but it does not uh, but now he's got a, a mess in the kitchen uh, that he has to clean up. Gee, Gary sure made a mess. I can't work on my essay knowing there's a mess in the kitchen. <laughs> hmm. I might as well clean the rest of the floor while I'm at it. I should get these hard to reach places too. And these dishes need to be cleaned. Can't have dirty garbage. Well, I think it's clean enough now. Why that didn't take too long? It's only 10 o'clock! Oh, no more fooling around. I've got to get back to work. Okay, Mr. Essay. I say, prepare to be written! 
one. Now let's see how it looks so far. The... I don't know what I love more, the fact that he spent, like, however long writing that, or the fact yeah. that he would rather clean, like, his whole right. kitchen than write this essay, because I hate cleaning. Yeah. But when I like, don't want to do something else, yeah. I will 100% clean. Uh -huh. um, but I definitely... I definitely feel for SpongeBob where like if I, I start a design project mm -hmm. and I just start focusing on just like one thing because I know that the right. rest is going to be really hard. Totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, wow, I just spent three hours yeah. doing that one thing and I still yeah. have to do the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Tom Kenny's line read on, oh, it's only 10 o'clock. <laughs> it's like so good. And so universal of like, ah, I've still got plenty of time. And like, and I mean, it's probably in the context of the episode one minute, we go from 6 PM uh, to oh, yeah. 10 PM so quickly. Um, and yeah, I'm a hundred percent the same. Like I would never clean for fun. But when I have something I'm supposed to be doing, all of a sudden I'm like, wow, it would be irresponsible of me to not clean every square inch. And I love that SpongeBob's kitchen like looks like it's chrome, like the episode where Squidward <laughs> yes. goes to the future, you know? Yes. <laughs> like it's super shiny and just completely unnecessary. And then That's also exactly the what it reminded me of. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh huh. Yeah, just like pristine and and the character like artwork on like SpongeBob using himself to scrub between like the fridge and the oven is like so cute that like his face is all distorted and stuff. It, and, I yeah. I thought it was so creative that they didn't have him use a mop. It was so totally. Cute. Yeah, but he was just like, well, here I go. Yeah, <laughs> doing uh -huh. this thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's so I love. I love. I love this episode. He's, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and then that scene where he writes the word that is probably my favorite scene of the entire episode because I'm like, it's just so perfect and such like a universal meme of like, just like, this is how much of my assignment I have done, and just that beautiful painted close up <laughs> of just the word the just elaborately and calligraphy like written out, you know. It's it reminds perfect. me of like the, the amount of times as a kid that I was like, I'm going to get really good at drawing like faces and stuff and people. And I'd uh -huh. spend a really long time drawing one single eye. Yeah, exactly. And nothing else. Just like one uh -huh. eye. And then I'd be like, well, like yeah. I, I spent a lot of time doing this. So now I'm done now. Cause I don't want to spend more time doing it. Uh -huh. um, yeah. But his, his though looked very nice though. Yeah. <laughs> very impressed by the though. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. So shouts out to SpongeBob. He's got a title and the word the, um, his typography skills are just off yeah. the charts. Off the charts. Uh, dude, freaking, I suck at hand lettering and typography. <laughs> so truthfully, SpongeBob, if you're in design college, you'd be on your way, SpongeBob. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And especially the episode that we'll discuss next week. He's a freaking mastermind artist. Anyway. Honestly, like, why is he a fry cook? He should definitely go <laughs> into I know. art. Uh-huh. Freaking. He doesn't want to be an artist, though he should be, and works in a restaurant instead. And all us fine artists are doing the exact opposite. <laughs> 
trying to be an artist working in fast food. Not really. I'm not working in fast food. But um, okay, so uh, it wouldn't be a, a night of procrastination though if he didn't drag somebody else down with him. So um, SpongeBob gets up and he's like, uh, he decides it's break time. Which also, I'm shouting out every single detail. But how true is it though when you do just the most minuscule amount of work and you're like, I deserve a break. Yeah, you're just on like, the back. and on an assignment like essay or whatever, it's usually like. I need at least like hour, two hours of like Nintendo Switch or watching Netflix or something, you know. Oh, yeah. I just worked for a full 30 minutes straight, you know. Anyway, so he says that uh, pacing always clears his mind um, and he uh, gives a phone call to a friend. Hello? Hey, Patrick, what you up to? Sleeping. That's really fascinating. Are you having a good sleep? Any dreams you'd like to discuss? I remember on the- Spongebob, you and I both know that you're just using me as a distraction so you don't have to write your essay. (gasps) That is not true. I called to have an engaging conversation with you. Well, I'm listening. Uh, Marco! Polo! Yeah, well, I gotta get going, Patrick. Got an important essay to write? Sheesh, what a chatterbox. Can't he see that I'm busy? This scene is freaking perfect. It's a perfect scene. Okay, so what you were saying about not being able to pick your favorite SpongeBob episode, that is how I feel about ranking the scenes of this episode, because there's just <laughs> so many perfect ones back to back to back. Um, Just how, like, stoked SpongeBob is to talk to Patrick and how, like not into it patrick is is so funny i laughed so hard at patrick's delivery of like a pause sleeping like in response you know um and then the fact that patrick hangs up on spongebob is so funny but then um two like really clever uh writing and editing jokes that i had written down was for one spongebob's all stoked and you hear like the hawaiian music start to play in the background and then he gets cut off patrick's like you and i both know you're procrastinating from writing your essay and they cut the music off um as soon as patrick starts speaking which is really clever um but then the um he he hangs up on SpongeBob and you can hear the phone like, you know, like in the background and SpongeBob continues to talk, which just like, (laughs) it so beautifully displays how he knows that he's guilty of like procrastinating, but he's still like shifting blame and is like, okay, Patrick, well, I got to let you go because I got to get back to this assignment. Like, it's just so clever. I also think it's funny that like, most of the time when I think of Patrick, I think very, like, happy, like, go lucky, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. kind of dopey. And, uh-huh. like, his his personality in that moment is, like, very much, like, how I am anytime someone wakes me up where I'm, yeah. like, I, I don't really care what you want. Um, yeah. I'm going to go back to sleep now. Uh-huh. I, and he's just, like, so grumpy about it. Yeah. And, like, very, like, unlike the Patrick we saw earlier who was, like, having a great time, like, uh-huh. having a great day and, like, wanted him to come outside. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And it, it's just, I have so many specific thoughts about this episode. The, it feels like SpongeBob is in like this time vortex because that's what happens when you get sucked into this huge assignment. Because you're like, I just saw Patrick playing outside and now he's asleep. But to you, it's like just been like purgatory, like trying to get through this assignment, you know. And then there's just something, it always makes me laugh when, you know, somebody asks like, what are you doing? And they say sleeping. It's just like... 
Yeah, or like, are you awake? I am now. I don't know why. That joke's <laughs> in so many shows, but it just gets me every time. Um, I and really then, liked that. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, you're good. He he's like, okay, what do you need to tell me? And he's yeah. like, Marco. And he's like, hello. And he just <laughs> yeah. slams the phone down. <laughs> he's not taking any of his fun shots of crap today. He's like, absolutely not. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, this is a very, very specific shout out. But, and this does not matter but um my analytical brain couldn't help but notice this is the third week in a row that we've seen patrick in his pajamas um <laughs> two weeks ago we had a secret box where he uh sneaks into patrick's house last week we had who would eat a crabby patty at three in the morning hard cut to patrick alarm goes off and he eats a crabby patty but and then this one anyway does not matter but um if there ever was a place to point that out, this would be the place. Okay. Um, so uh, at this point, I love how, um, like you were describing earlier, like we, it never feels like it's dragging like the episode, even though yeah. it's just the same joke all throughout. Um, and I had begun to like worry about this point in the episode of like, is this just going to be a joke repeated or whatever? But there's this really clever, very subtle character arc that they do where SpongeBob becomes increasingly angry as the night goes on. First, mm -hmm. he's like helpless. Um, and then he's like kind of paranoid. And then he gets like really irate until by the end, he's like in complete shambles. And so um, that's just really clever character writing. And then he's very like fallible this episode like usually like spongebob he's not like above the situation because he's he's very emotional as a character but in this he really like i feel like we usually watch spongebob be really good at everything that he does um and i guess it's appropriate that it's for boating school which is the thing that generally he's very <laughs> bad at um, but he's like really bad at writing an essay and we're just watching him kind of he's like quote unquote like in the wrong the whole episode um which is really cute because you just want to see him win but he just freaking can't but oh yeah the whole time i'm like just just write it bud like you can yeah, do it absolutely yeah so anyway he goes to the fridge uh and he decides that he he can't you know work on an empty stomach which again this is me that's that is 100 me when i'm procrastinating I'm like oh exactly. I can, i'm just gonna get a quick snack quick snack and then i'm like making like yeah. muffins or something yeah exactly you're baking for the next two hours <laughs> yeah and then Sp spongebob's doing just that he's like okay sandwich white or rye or pumpernickel i guess it depends on the the meat and the cheese. Like, he's about to go down this, like, super long track um, when all of a sudden he hears someone at the door.
<laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, I forgot to look up who plays the his talking chair. So while I looked that up, what did you think of this scene, Rhiannon? Um, I when I was watching it yesterday, like my first immediate thought was like, who's delivering mail at like right. 11 p.m. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess we don't know at this point that he right. was sleeping, but like. Right. I'm like, I, I like just remember watching it being like, that's a really weird time to be getting mail. Like, what kind yeah. of like, what are you, what are you being delivered, SpongeBob? Um, uh-huh. But I really enjoyed that he like brought his like bread joke out to the mailman. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I agree 100 percent both those things. Because I watching this uh, this morning, I was like, what? Why is there a mailman? And then so like the reveal at the end of the episode, I'm like, that was so clever. And then when I was a kid, this is just another like. Uh, I was such a stupid kid moment where I'm like, not really, but I like didn't catch these little jokes. Um, I just assumed that SpongeBob was just making a bread pun when he's like, rye or pumpernickel. And I was like, that's kind of an eye roll. But then watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. He's just, it's the exact same conversation he was having with himself one scene prior. So that was really funny. And then when I was a kid, um, <laughs> the mailman being like, don't you have a paper to write? Made me lose my freaking mind every time when I was like eight. Like, I just thought it was so funny and absurd because, like, the mailman wouldn't know that he has a paper to write, you know? Yeah. Um, and the joke would work there if they just cut it there. But then I thought it was very clever uh, uh, script writing that SpongeBob out loud is like, How did he know I had a paper to write? And then now it we switch from defensiveness and anger to just yes. full out paranoia and yeah. he's absolutely losing his mind the chair is so creepy there's talking fire at one point his house talks to him at one point uh which that i looked it up it's really creepy it's so disturbing <laughs> his like, house is on fire and he's like spongebob why why, why <laughs> didn't you write your essay like the guilt is just so deep in him he's like oh. having like a uh, I want to say it's it's like the book Faust, but I've never read that. Maybe if Morgan were in here, she'd be like, oh, it's like this book or whatever. <laughs> I'm just trying to sound smart. Dee Bradley Baker did his voice. He's just a voice actor. But anyway, okay. um, they, uh, uh, I was going to say the transition um, from like the, the awake state to uh-huh. like him dreaming yeah. is so good and so yeah. clean. And like uh-huh. you don't know at what point he fell asleep. Yeah. And it's excellent. Like you yeah. like. Oh, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, I agree 100%. I had the same things written down because they they never show, I feel like in a lesser cartoon, they would show him like dozing off and then it would be really clear that it was a dream. Yes. But you're just so confused, like what was real and what wasn't, you know? Yeah. And then just like the art direction on this, they went so above and beyond. The episode is so bizarre and like they did not have to make the inside of his house look so good. Like they could have just had it like be confusing and he's confused, but they like redraw the entire interior of his house. It's like an entirely black background with these like neon colored like lines outlining everything. They oh, have yeah. these freaking like Salvador Dolly like melting clocks in the background and stuff. Like Oh, you mean like the 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 snail clock thing? Well, right? that, and then I think when he's like running through the hallway, there's just like it's just like this terrifying looking. Now I have to look it up. Or maybe oh, I'm, it's is, possible I'm mixing oh, it up no, also no, with the no. opening title card. Yeah, no, you're correct. I okay. forgot about this part where he like jumps up onto the the seat and uses <laughs> yeah. his pants and stuff. I forgot that there was like weird clocks going on yeah, in the background. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so creepy. Yeah, there's like melting clocks in the background as he's like running, trying to make it back yes. to his desk. Um, and then they're also like you're referencing is the the snail clock, which for uh, speaking of pure and cute, that he has a clock that looks like Gary, so adorable. Oh, but yeah. then <laughs> the like super creepy times up. <laughs> it's like he's his own clock is like yelling at him. You know, his it, pants are like running the, away. Like. The- it goes from like him being like cute to like everything. Like his whole house is adorable all the time. Yeah, like, his, totally. Like, his chair normally is like so cute, and it's a little like captain's chair type thing. Uh-huh. And then like suddenly, like even his house is creepy and yeah. like weird, and I don't like it. It's like this like hellish like everything is out to get him, and <laughs> like that's just, just his so essay. Good. Everything. Yeah. Uh huh. His pants are running away from him, and. <laughs> Gosh, it's so good. Okay, anyway, uh, so that whole scene is just a master class in super bizarro, um, um, like, script writing or whatever. Um, SpongeBob uh, wakes up, and let's hear how um, the episode wraps up. Oh, it's almost 9 o'clock! Class starts in five minutes! How am I going to write this whole paper in five minutes? How am I supposed to know what not to do at a stoplight? Feeding your snail is something not to do at a stoplight. And making a sandwich, and and lighting candles, and drinking water, and calling your friends, and karate chopping the TV, and shooting the breeze with the mailman, and falling asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Puff! Mrs. Puff! I'm finished! All 800 words! I'm finished! Here it is! Mrs. Puff? Where is everybody? Oh, there you are, SpongeBob. Here you go, Mrs. Puff. 800 words. All about stoplights and what not to do, Adam. I'm sorry, SpongeBob. I tried to call you. I have to go to a teacher's convention. But what about my essay? I decided to cancel the assignment. We're just going to take a field trip to a stoplight instead. See you next week. And SpongeBob tears his essay in half and then himself in half. And that's the end of the episode. It's like so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a sad way to end it. Um, because you like you like so badly want him to succeed at this right. thing that he's been trying to do right. all night. Um, but it's also very like realistic. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> such a real SpongeBob yeah. into like the real world. <laughs> totally. It's such a relatable, like emotion that he shows on his face and so yeah just like well done and well observed his just like dead stare as his whole (laughs) body tears in half i feel like i could use that gif like in reaction to stuff for so many things now like so often yeah so often i I specifically remember a project like one of the design projects we did where Uh, uh it was like senior year we had that david guy Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, him, we. It was like him and Lisa. And we had two people, uh-huh. and they like didn't know how to work together well enough. <laughs> and so like David had told me we were supposed to be doing this set, like other yeah. part of the project, and I had worked on it. And then he was uh-huh. like, "Oh no, like that was just if you wanted to." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just remember being like, "I spent like ten hours on yeah. this," uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, "It looks nice," and I was like, "Right, okay." Dude, that's the freaking <laughs> just. <laughs> 
knife to the heart that it looks nice because yeah. is that not every like unnecessary because it's like you did the assignment like you got through the thing that was stressing you out but then to find out that you didn't have to go through that stress at all just it is that just uh-huh. dead stare like, like okay. it's just so perfect okay so so i was wondering does spongebob get a phone call at any point in the episode i was trying to remember like no I don't think he does. So like, I don't know if it's because he, she couldn't get a hold of him because he fell asleep or right, if yeah. he didn't put the phone back after he called Patrick. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I hate... also thought the same thing. I was like, what do you mean you tried to call him and you couldn't totally. get a hold of him? You liar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I that hate... you did this on purpose. You sabotaged uh-huh. him, Mrs. Pup. <laughs> uh-huh. I hate being an armchair SpongeBob writer, but if I could punch up this episode just a little bit, I would either have him i mean he can't i guess karate chop the phone because he karate chops the tv but if he destroyed mm-hmm. his phone or yeah slept through it or like left it off the hook or something yeah. like something like that would be like a clever like oh no because i did this or whatever but it's still like a perfect ending anyway in oh, my yeah. book um and then also like two things um really cute and emotionally satisfying when he does think like oh i know how to write this essay and he yes. just describes all the things that he did all day yes. is like so cute and pure that he's just like and you shouldn't feed your snail while you're at a stoplight and you shouldn't do like this, or this. you shouldn't call your friend what does he say you shouldn't shoot the breeze with the uh, mailman <laughs> it's just it, so cute it is it is perfectly spongebob uh-huh. the way that he writes that essay yeah uh, it's it's so cute i love how uh-huh. excited he gets when he like uh-huh. finally like thinks of something yeah um oh yeah yeah, yeah. I would have read that essay. Totally. I wanted to know his thoughts. It's yeah, it would have been so cute and pure. Um, and honestly, um, in a less pure way, that is how I got through a lot of essays in college. <laughs> like, I just gotta hit this word count, like, and this is related to this, and in this essay I will, or whatever, you know. Didn't um, you write a whole essay or was it a speech on Kanye West? Holy crap. This is the second time today this has come up. I, I don't know why, but I, I was just talking to someone today about how an English 250 for a persuasive speech, um, I wrote an essay, and this was back in like uh, 2016, maybe, 2015, mm-hmm. um, on is Kanye a genius or crazy? And yep. I wrote a very long essay and did a lot of research on it. And I have talked about that. Really? Like I've told other people about that before. Yeah. Uh, because I thought it was really funny. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah. it's not very relevant, but I was like, oh, you did write an essay oh, on something that's like, relevant, yeah. like fairly yeah. like not like totally. necessary. <laughs> well, okay. That is literally what this podcast is now. <laughs> I like basically write an essay on SpongeBob every week that or I improvise one. So yeah, I, I will say being done with school now, there are times where I'm like, oh man, I kind of want to write an essay for fun or whatever. But then I remember like if this were required of me, it would not be fun at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I never feel that way. I don't I don't understand your feeling. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I understand the feeling of like, I uh-huh. like doing this thing. But once it's required of me, I don't right. like I, I hated being forced to read books totally like english class right i might want to read them but like right. not be but because you told me that i need to i don't want to totally. read that book 
I feel that 100% and being yeah. married to an English teacher is a complicated yeah, don't tell thing. Her. Don't tell no, her. I know. <laughs> I know I won't and she knows it about me. I'm like I'm sure I would like Catch on the Rye if I chose to read it, but because I was forced to read it when I was a yeah. sophomore in high school, I do not like that book, you know. So um did you ever ha- did you have to pull many all-nighters in college um, um for projects? I- I don't remember. I remember like freshman year, people always talking about having to do it. And I never did it freshman year. Totally. Um, I remember like very late nights having to finish things. And like for our capstone project, I worked a lot of really late nights, but I never remember like staying up all night to do a project. Um, I know other people definitely did. Um, I emotionally can't handle that. Okay, so we're absolutely the same then because I also heard that a lot freshman year, but then also was like, but I just don't want to do that. So what if I just didn't do that? And then as I got, you know, uh, further along in the program, I was like, I think if you just manage your time, you can also just sleep, (laughs) you know? I'm like, I don't want to do that. But there, I only remember one project where I got like two hours of sleep. Um, And it was like, I got everything done, printed at whatever alpha copies at like, you know, two in the morning or whatever. And then I was like, I'm going to go to sleep, wake up in two to four hours and then bike to the design (laughs) building or whatever. But other than that, I I never really had to do. And I'm sure I did have many late late nights working on the senior capstone too. But but that also, again, is like kind of a fun thing that's like I get to do whatever I want. I mean, you're kind of... Your store is basically an extension of like yes, your senior never, capstone, so it's worked out. I never out, stopped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- thanks, Iowa State. Yeah, um, shouts out to Iowa I have State. A, I have a small business now. Yeah, because of you. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I just I remember people talking about sleeping, like bringing sleeping bags and sleeping yeah, in the totally. college, and I don't. I, there was never a point where I felt like that was necessary. Right. Um, maybe we right. were just really responsible. <laughs> I f- okay, you said it, not me. So, but I will agree with you and add on to it. I literally am just like, I think if you just manage your time, you don't have to do that. And yeah. also, like, you know, for one, that's not required of you. But two, like, if it becomes required of me that I don't, I, I'm not allowed to sleep in order to do something, I'm like, I just don't want to do the thing. Or yeah. I'll get a worse grade or something. Oh, That's yeah. not worth the trade-off to me, you know? No, like, not at all. Like, I get, like, you will lose an hour of sleep, but, like, you're going to be bunking it in the design building. <laughs> I'm like, frick that. I'll switch yeah, majors no. before I have to do that, you know? So, anyway, um, final thought for me on this episode is just the concept, like the essay, the concept <laughs> to, of a field trip to a stoplight is the funniest freaking thing in the world, so... <laughs> Uh, you are our guest, Rhiannon. What are your closing thoughts on the episode, Procrastination? Um, I love this episode. It is so well written. Uh, I love that it feels a lot more geared towards adults. Um, mm-hmm. But like, even as a kid, I still liked it. Like when I rewatched it yesterday, I still remembered parts of the episode beforehand. So it was always something that stuck with me. And I still remembered like the ending and stuff. But mm-hmm. I really enjoy the fact that it's something that I can rewatch and be like, yes. I understand how SpongeBob feels right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. This is a great episode, a perfect episode even, of if somebody has not seen SpongeBob yet, to introduce them with this one because it's so, you get to see SpongeBob's character so clearly laid out and it's just so relatable, which I never thought when I was a kid, I like the show because it's relatable. But Morgan first pointed this out to me. As an adult, I'm like, 
I can map myself and my friends onto each of these characters, and it makes every episode ten times more enjoyable. But anyway, that's procrastination. Um, we will throw it to a quick break, and then we will we'll return with I'm with Stupid. Leave the world with your favorite Nicktoons. It's the Nicktoon Weekend Getaway. Are we there yet? Not quite. Journey from the Great Wall to the Grand Canyon. From snow-capped mountains to the deepest woods. From Las Vegas to rock bottom. All in one afternoon. Are we there yet? Pipe down. The Nicktoon Weekend Getaway. An adventure of global proportions. Are we there yet? Almost. It starts tomorrow at 2, 1 Central, only on Nick. I got a win. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Normally I, I scream when I come into a new segment, and so I thought I would start with a soft, a nice hello this time. So if it was weird, sorry. Um, welcome to Everybody's a Critic, the episode, or the, not the, the episode within this episode, no, the segment uh, within the podcast where I read a review on the air um, that you leave uh, in iTunes. Um, I've not read this review yet, um, and I'm going to do it right now, live in front of all of you people. Hey, all you people. Hey, all you. Okay. Uh, this episode comes from Bold and Brash. Um, the subject is the perfect nostalgic podcast. Uh, and they say this, this podcast is for anyone who loves SpongeBob and wants to feel a nostalgia for a cherished childhood memory. Honestly, there is nothing to dislike about this podcast. Unless you hate happiness, the input on the episodes is fun. And the little audio clips added in are great. Not only do you get to think back on an old episode, but you get to learn some interesting facts about the episode and show along the way. Overall, super fun. And I love that uh, someone out there wants to remind the world why SpongeBob is the best cartoon ever made. Thank you, Bold and Brash. I appreciate it very, very much. I appreciate uh, the five-star review. You, listener, if you would like either of these things uh, to hear your review read on the air, um, live I, I won't read it ahead of time so you can put something funny in there maybe it will make me break like jimmy F- i don't i'm sorry this or if you just want to help uh the podcast get found by others in apple podcast you can leave a review and um it will do both of those things okay we're about to get back into the episode um before i do that it's a little bit meta but the transition that you're about to hear i just need you to know that when i found this um it, it doesn't actually pertain to spongebob so normally i wouldn't put a commercial like this and you know the ad break in the middle or whatever but this commercial uses the phrase aol keyword and you don't even have to credit me but i think that everybody should start using the phrase aol keyword as a meme online anyway uh back to the show Get connected to Nickelodeon at AOL Keyword Nick for the latest from Hey Arnold. Play games you can't get anywhere else. Check out living comics of Arnold and the gang. Even hit some homers of Arnold's baseball team. Hey Arnold online at AOL Keyword Nick. Log on today. Hey, Patrick! 
Well, Patrick, I came over to see if you wanted to go jellyfishing, but I can see you're busy having an episode. You know something, SpongeBob? It's just all fun and games for you. Nothing really matters. Well, let's go jellyfishing. We don't have any work to do. Life is just a big bowl of fancy assorted cashews, and nobody has anything to dust or to clean or to wipe or fabricate. But Patrick, the only thing I've ever seen you clean is your plate. <laughs> Welcome back to the episode. I'm with Stupid. This episode was written by Aaron Springer, Carl Greenblatt, and Mark O'Hare. Rannon, do you remember that Cinema 4D class that we took in college? <laughs> yes, very, very vividly. So I wasn't even like, you know, trying to relate this episode to like the listeners are going to be like, we get it. You went to college together. But I had the thought watching this. I was like, that rock looks so good at the start. It's like all 3D <laughs> and like rumbling around. Yeah. Also very funny that SpongeBob like, like like knocks on it and then it like mm. ugh, like opens for a second you know but then i was looking closer and you can kind of see some jagged corners on it and then i had the thought i think that's like a super low poly count like shape that they just put like a painted texture on top of so i was oh. like that's such like a clever way to make Sp or patrick's rock so oh, anyway um what do you think of this episode um i like this episode i Patrick kind of frustrates me in this episode. Um, yeah. Uh -huh. But per usual, like, I really adore uh, Patrick and SpongeBob's relationship and kind of like they both put up with each other in different mm -hmm. ways, which is just so wholesome. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But like last episode, Patrick was like giving SpongeBob crap about like his assignment. And now, like, right. <laughs> now, like, it's like opposite. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I like this episode. It's very, yeah. it's very funny. I love, I love the ending specifically, yeah. which we don't need to talk about right now. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it. I had that same thought of the previous episode, Patrick. Um, Patrick in the previous episode is the Patrick that's kind of like the big cousin to SpongeBob, who's like, oh, SpongeBob. <laughs> so he's like, I'm sleeping, you know. And then this episode, like just complete opposite he's just freaking out i i wrote this down i <laughs> i need to start using this line what does he say um i was gonna ask you to go jellyfishing with me but i can see you're busy having an episode <laughs> i need to start using the line i can see you're busy having an episode, having an episode. <laughs> and i thought it was so cute that Patrick, we kind of it kind of reveals this episode that he builds his own furniture. Yes. Like I had always wondered, like, how does he have a couch and stuff, you know? And it's always like made out of sand. Uh, but then sometimes when the it opens, he's just like stuck to the back, you know? Mm -hmm. Which they really play fast and loose with like, does he sleep in a bed or does he sleep like on the rock or whatever, you know? But I thought it was so so cute for one that he's like building everything. He's like, must build furniture. But then when he starts licking the furniture up, I laugh. <laughs> very hard as i don't know why it's a very stupid joke but uh i thought that was very very funny um I like and he says uh he's like I, I need like we need to fabricate things yeah, or something. Uh -huh. he's just like i gotta make it seem like i have a normal life it's the last thing that he says and he kind of mm -hmm. pauses or fabricate things or like, yeah <laughs> or yeah or, or what is he nothing nothing to clean or dust or fabricate <laughs> so funny um he barks at the start that also yes. made me laugh very hard 
for no reason. He just barks. Rhiannon, do you remember when I again college story? Oh, do you remember yes. when I when I? I know um, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I I'm like exactly embarrassed even you're... thinking about it. When I barked in front of Aaron Draplin. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the third time that this has come up. So oh fun fact. On one of the very first episodes of this podcast, when we did the first Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy episode, I asked my friend Sarah Wadka, do you have any stories of meeting your heroes and what was that like? And then I shared the story of meeting Aaron Draplin, being super nervous and barking in front of him and and like kind of like uh, totally choking and like not <laughs> doing a very convincing bark or whatever and regretting it. And then, of course, Sarah in that episode's like, well, Sam, we got to hear it like bark for us and i tried and the exact same thing happened i like choked so then i ended up just cutting that whole segment out of the podcast i was like no one needs to hear that um and then it came up a second time i can't remember why but it was when i had my friend paul haddish on and i was like paul do you remember that i used to bark in high school and he's like oh i remember very much anyway um why did that oh because patrick barks so the reason i asked is because the listeners have heard that now a couple times and i I finally have a guest on that was there to witness. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I knew exactly what you were gonna. I talk regret that with my life. I'm like, <laughs> that's one of those anyway. things. Like, I hate to say this to you, yeah, but I feel like that's okay. that is that is one of those things <laughs> that I feel like even he will always remember. <laughs> I know he would, like though he was very of... stoned that day. I don't know if you remember, but at the end of his speech to our class, oh, he yeah. went. I am so high right now. <laughs> and so so who knows if he remembers any of it, but but yeah, that's fair, no. That's fair. That was freaking Anyway, I that was the workshop that I drew the logo for Ames Tapwater though. Um Oh wow. So I also started my own little merch store. Uh pretty one note, but I, anyway. Wait, I actually actually mm, I don't know if it's in here. I yeah. I so the thing about me i have a lot of anxiety i don't i don't like i don't like placing stickers yeah um, oh yeah yeah i can't that you can't take it off and then like you just have it i Uh still have that ames tap water sticker and i just saw it like two days ago and i don't know where it is it's somewhere in this trash pile of an uh, apartment but uh yes i still i still have that it's still like on the backing because i don't want i don't want to put it anywhere because i only have one of them um, I'm the same way with, with with my last laptop. I have a new laptop now, but with the last one, it took me so many months to decide on what <laughs> vinyl sticker I would put on. Even though you literally can just take vinyl stickers back off, you know. Yeah. Um, you had the the Adventure Time one. Yeah, I did, and I which was awesome, and I loved it. But I still have not put a sticker on this new one. I don't know if I ever will because it's just too much pressure to be it like, really is. what if I change my mind or whatever? Um, okay, speaking of Ames Tapwater. And Aaron Draplin, can I share briefly how I met Morgan and how uh, I I can only have I only have you to thank for the fact that I'm married right now (laughs) to Morgan. Wait, didn't the first time I sent her a Snapchat wasn't it at the Aaron Draplin? It was. What a weird convergence of stories. So I had in the back of my mind like, oh, I should mention like when I say like how I know Rhiannon or whatever, I should bring that up, and I completely forgot, but. This is the short version. Um, uh, Rhiannon and Morgan worked at the library together. I'm pretty sure Morgan has referenced working at the library many times on this very podcast. Um, And so they were friends before I ever knew uh, Morgan. Um, And the the very, very short version of the story is um, I first noticed Morgan 
um, in my speech class, which I totally, I took for fun. It wasn't even required for me. This is a huge lecture hall, like, you know, hundreds of people in this lecture hall. And I just noticed her. I was like, she's really cute. Didn't think anything beyond it other than just like noticing her. Then I saw Morgan at church another time. I was like, oh, that's really weird that I saw the same girl twice, but that's crazy, you know? And then I realized that, um, she sat behind me in class. And so I'm like, oh man, I could talk to her maybe, I don't know. But at this point it's still very like distant or whatever, you know? So fast forward now, my favorite graphic designer ever is speaking. He's doing like a late night, like Ted talk type thing at Iowa state. Um, and I'm sitting next to my classmates, Rhiannon and Miriam and Sydney and just doing something stupid. And I'm wearing my original Ames Tapwater hat. Wait, do you want to know what you were doing? I actually do remember what, (laughs) maybe this is vain of me, but I remember because it made me laugh too, but I had a bag of granola. I was very into eating granola at this time. And I don't know why you were taking a snap of me, but I did like the salt bay thing with the the granola thing. That makes sense. Yeah. So you took, yeah. So anyway, I was doing the salt bay thing. The listener, you can look it up, but I did that with my bag of granola and it was stupid and funny or whatever. And so Rihanna took a snap of that and sent it. I don't know if you sent it to many people or what, but, um, but you at least sent it to Morgan. Yeah. But, but at this point, I don't know who Morgan is. Well, I do know who she is, but I don't, I don't even know her name or whatever. Um, but so then Rhiannon is like, oh, haha, my friend said that she thinks you're really funny and she wants one of your Ames Sapwater hats. And I'm like, oh, haha, who's your friend? And she's like, oh, my friend Morgan. I'm like, what? I don't know any Morgans. How does she know who I am? She's like, I don't know. She said like she has a speech class with you or something. And I was like, what? And then like <laughs> realized like, what is her full name? Tell me your full name right now. And Rihanna's like, her name's Morgan Kelly. And I look her up on Facebook and I'm like, holy F, it's her. So uh, long story short, I end up asking her out. I'm like, I've got a chance. Many, many years later, we're now married. So Rhiannon, you are the reason that I'm married to Morgan and perhaps the reason that we're here with the SpongeBob podcast at all. You know, honestly, you're welcome. I, so, I know that I'm a true hero. Once again, everybody, you already were required to go follow her on Instagram <laughs> and buy something, but twice over now. Uh, I mean, it's probably a convergence of many things, but we'll just give Rhiannon sole credit for the existence of yes. this podcast. That's you're the second welcome, item everybody. at the merch store that... <laughs> Uh, don't even say you're welcome. They can thank you by buying something off of the Jolly Ollie store. Anyway, okay. Back to SpongeBob. This has nothing to do with... Um, yes. Okay. So Patrick builds furniture and it's very, very funny. And right off the bat, I feel like I've got like like whiplash. I'm just like backing the SpongeBob so fast. Um, I wrote down, Patrick is such a jerk to SpongeBob. And it's like a very clever, like, for one, his like freaking out is really funny. And that he's like, do you not care about anything, SpongeBob? Because... He's just describing the way that he's describing SpongeBob is himself. Like mm-hmm. Patrick does not work. He just stays home under his rock oh, all yeah. day, every day. But he's accusing SpongeBob of like not caring about anything, you know? Um, and so it's like a very clever way of like right from the very beginning of the, of the episode, Patrick is like under this false impression that like SpongeBob is the stupid, irresponsible one. Um, okay, so I had I don't think I had ever caught this trick before in my life. But the most underappreciated joke, maybe in all of SpongeBob, um, is they left a note. <gasps> You're right. And look, on the back, there's a letter. Do you remember this? Yes. He hand, he's got a piece of paper. There's just like, like a, a treble cleft, yeah. a music note. 
You're right. And then, no, on the back, there's a letter. And then the, the letter B is on the back. <laughs> it's so stupid. And was it necessary? They dragged that. No. And then, and they also wrote this to me. And then they have this. Anyway, so then SpongeBob gets the note. And then do you have any other thoughts before we jump into this note that his parents have left for him? Um, yes, I really liked that um, Patrick said something about like, um, eating a bowl of like fancy cashews or something. Oh, yeah, it was like it was so. You think specific. life is a bowl of cashews or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was like that. fancy yeah. cashews. But like uh-huh. to be fair, like I never thought about nuts when I was a child. Cashews are very expensive, so they are very they are fancy. Very, um, yeah, I so think I probably just, the best snack nut, but yes, for a good reason. Probably they're very because expensive. yeah, because they're expensive. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, but it was just such a like an odd thing to hear Patrick say because like I don't. I, for him to like specifically think of cashews just made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Okay. So, um, uh, his spun or Patrick has a note. He turned it over. There's a letter and he also has a message from his parents. <laughs> Dear Patrick, your mom and I are coming out tomorrow for starfish day. Please try to remember, but don't try too hard or you'll hurt yourself. Like last time. Love daddy. SpongeBob, my parents think I'm dumber than a sack of diapers. No, they don't, Patrick. Parents just like to push your buttons. Like this! (laughs) (laughs) That always cheers me up. But not today. Patrick, if your parents think you're dumb, then they must not know what dumb really is. But don't they watch television? (laughs) That's what I'm saying, Pat. If your parents got to meet a real dummy, they'd realize what a genius you really are. Uh, But don't genius live in a lamp? And besides, we don't know any dumb people. Don't worry, Patrick. I'll be the dummy. When your parents see how dumb I act, they'll think you're the smartest guy ever. Math is power! <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Oh, Oh my goodness. There's a really good trope in there uh, that they use a lot in SpongeBob, which is SpongeBob says something, Patrick says something really stupid that has nothing to do with what SpongeBob says, and SpongeBob says, yes, exactly, and then just keeps with his train of thought. This is so cute and like kind of sad that like Patrick is aware of how dumb he is and he's like embarrassed about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the line, don't genius live in a lamp. <laughs> That's made me laugh so one. hard. Yeah, that's, that's so clever and stupid. But I, I feel like this is one of those times where, like, I feel like very few times does Patrick ever acknowledge or seem self-conscious about, like, mm-hmm. how he is uh, mm-hmm. as a starfish. Um, and so it does make me sad that, like, he feels this way. Right. Um, but I think it's it's so cute that SpongeBob is willing to, like, do whatever it takes. Totally. To make his friend feel better, uh, even if that means he has to be like as dumb as possible uh-huh. um, i also really like that the opening of uh his parents showing up is him reciting the alphabet to himself yes in the it's mirror. so funny <laughs> not only that he's reciting it but then when he hears the doorbell his immediate thought is like oh no i'm not I done gotta, reciting I it yet finish it yeah it's, okay, it'll, it'll be. <laughs> it's so funny Oh man! <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. And then him screaming, "Math is power!" Also, <laughs> yes. I just thought it was really, really funny. Um, so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So, so he answers the door, and it's—I never caught this before, but clever little foreshadowing. He answers the door, and his 
dad, quote unquote, is like, son, you recognized us for once, which is really <laughs> weird when we get the reveal that he would say that to him. But mm-hmm. then Patrick says, why wouldn't I recognize my own parents? Which I watching it today, I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh, what a clever <laughs> well. little like foreshadowing of like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm over explaining the joke, but that Patrick is like. That would be so ridiculous if I didn't recognize my own parents. Oh, yeah. It's just very, I also, very funny. Like thought about that yesterday when I was watching it because I like obviously remembered like what ends up happening. And I was like, oh, Patrick. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so anyway, um, he's just super not stoked. Um, I oh, actually first I was very curious uh who did the voices of these uh parents of his. Oh yeah. Um, because the voices are just really unique. Um, one of them, I didn't recognize either of them though. Well, so one of them is Susan Boyen, Boyajin. Apologies to Susan. Don't know how to say her name. I don't know anything that she's from. Then the other one, it wasn't a voice actor that I knew his voice acting work, but it was Tom Wilson plays his dad. Um, Tom Wilson is best known for the role of Butch in the Back to the Future films. Um, oh, AKA the, the Donald Trump of those movies. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, and then also, fun fact, the other people that we'll meet at the end of the episode, same voice actors, which is also really oh, fun because okay. they sound pretty different. Um, yeah, so they just they like, do. yeah, do it in like a different register. <laughs> yeah. But so Patrick has his parents over and they're just so demeaning of him. And you can see on Patrick's face that he's just so not into it, you know, <laughs> um, and he's super stoked, uh, which we'll hear in this next clip as soon as um, his neighbor SpongeBob arrives. Wow, son, you put the drinks in something this time. Ah, son, you must have been working all night to put these together for us. We We love you. you. All right, the idiot's here. I mean, I'll get it. Protective helmet, check. I'm supposed to look stupid, Gary. What could go wrong? What a surprise. Hi. Mom, Dad, meet my neighbor, SpongeBob. Hi. Hello there. How do you do? Hi. Put her there. (laughs) He means shake. No, SpongeBob, no. Shake hands. No, SpongeBob. Grab my dad's hand. Grab it with only one hand. Good boy. Now move your arm up and down. (laughs) Patrick's giggle is just so freaking cute. He's so into it. And everything that SpongeBob does this episode, he's like, like, on just the edge of his seat. Um... I wrote down that this scene is very similar to the lid scene in Big Pink Idiot. Like, no, the lid, the lid, you're closer, you know, but like grab his hand uh, with just one hand, you know, it's just very, very funny. But yeah. What do you think of this scene? Um, I like the length of the scene. Like it's mm-hmm. it's like slightly long, but like kind of painful. They, they they do it in a really great way where like it's very creative and like mm-hmm. how SpongeBob is acting stupid. Yeah. Like originally you're like. How is he going to be dumb? Like, what does that, yeah. what does that mean? Um, uh-huh. 
And he like shows up with like a little foam like hat. Yeah. Protective <laughs> helmet, yeah. And like I always love that Gary's this weird like voice of reason being like, what is happening? Like right. I don't understand what you're doing. SpongeBob, yeah. like last episode, he was like, You should uh-huh. work on your essay. And yeah. like this episode, he's like, Why do you dress like that? I know. Um, I love the concept that he says meow and SpongeBob says, I'm supposed to look stupid. I just mm-hmm. love the idea that Gary tells him, You look stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> he's just very straightforward. <laughs> Um, I love Gary as a character, uh, mm-hmm. but I just, I just like the, like the, the playing out of like how he introduced himself as this like dumb idiot uh, uh, and like how excited Patrick is to like, yeah. like have this. Um, totally. It's so cute. <laughs> he, he's just like, he, he like, he's like waiting for like uh-huh. his friend to arrive. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, like all SpongeBob episodes, it's really uh-huh. cute. It is really really cute. Both how like SpongeBob is just so eager to help his friend in this way, and you can see mm-hmm. that Patrick is like super receiving it. Like it, it actually yes. does mean a lot to him because yeah. he's just not into it before SpongeBob gets there, and then mm-hmm. as soon as he is there, he's just like, "Look, look," you know. And I just love it's like such good voice acting uh, on um, Patrick's part of like. He can't even be like SpongeBob, like show them your house. He's like, <laughs> can't even like get yeah. the words out because <laughs> he's just like so stoked. And then really clever, like drawing of Patrick's parents, how they just both look so confused by SpongeBob. Like they're really uncomfortable, yes. you know, it's so cute. So uh, Patrick's mom, um, <laughs> this made me laugh really hard. Um, SpongeBob shows them <laughs> his house and uh, one of them says he lives in a fruit. And the other one says, <laughs> that's unhealthy. That's unhealthy. <laughs> so anyway, we get a little bit more uh, SpongeBob antics in this next clip. Does he always do that after he eats? Only on Wednesday. Patrick, I think your friend might be broken. Yeah, and it would take more than some masking tape to fix that guy. Whoa, is he going to be okay? Oh, that's nothing. You should see him in the morning prancing around yelling, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. He drives all the neighbors crazy. Why, just the other day, our neighbor Squidward was... There's really no help for him. I mean, look at the way he's dressed. Only somebody with holes drilled in their head would wear that stuff. And how about this shape? I mean, I've heard of barrel-chested, but never box-chested. <laughs> okay, so it starts to turn here, and you can really see... I mean, Patrick is just taking it too far. Like, it's clever how subtle it is that Patrick gets just really mean all of a sudden. Like, it kind of goes through his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can definitely tell where, like, he can tell that his parents are really into this. And, like, they're they're making fun of SpongeBob. So he's like, okay, they like this. So now Uh, I also should do this. And I'm going to, like, keep doing it. Because his parents are laughing. And, like, they're, like, getting along with him. And Mm -hmm. they seem to think he's funny. And so, like, he just, like, keeps going with it. And, like... I just love all these sounds SpongeBob's making. It's insane. Because they're so wild. And it's uh-huh. funny to me because like the the next, I think it's the next episode, like uh-huh. whatever you're gonna be talking about next week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also watched that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um it's like the the bad word one. 
yeah and yeah like, yeah oh. and like the the like there's like 13 bad words uh, and they're all like different sounds and right. so like it just makes me think of that and i'm like what is yeah. he saying is he um, swearing a story yeah <laughs> yeah they don't he doesn't seem to be because no one seems right. super offended right um, but it just reminds me of that a lot uh but i really like how much patrick like riffs off of like anything that spongebob's doing like totally. like does he do that often <laughs> only on wednesdays <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah he's just totally owning the role yeah which is like really cute at first i mean it's funny throughout but like especially at the start he's just like yeah he's just riffing off mm-hmm. of everything and like improvising all his lines and stuff but then i noticed the turn f- at first when he's like oh you should see like uh how much he annoys our neighbors mm-hmm. every day he's just screaming i'm ready i'm ready and then i'm thinking like wait that's just actually what spongebob does so yep. you can kind of see the turn where like when you're joking with a friend but then they start joking about something that's just actually very personal and like an actual insecurity of yours <laughs> yeah. You know, and SpongeBob is kind of learning the lesson here, maybe even like more personal. I don't know. It's the same lesson or similar lesson to the episode Squirrel Jokes, where he keeps making fun of Sandy in front of everybody because he sees that the joke is working, you know? Yeah. Um, and so maybe this is like, you know, SpongeBob's getting his just desserts uh mm-hmm. <laughs> for that. But but yeah. It's just so funny. And then, and then he starts making fun of... Also, a couple of weeks ago, when we were doing the episode Frankendoodle, Patrick kept commenting on how uh, hideous like SpongeBob's <laughs> clothes were and stuff, you know? Or at mm-hmm. least on Frankendoodle. Yeah. But, oh, but they look good on you, SpongeBob, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's just so funny to me that, like, without a filter, Patrick kind of reveals that he thinks that SpongeBob's kind of ridiculous, you know? Yes. Which makes sense for Patrick because he's such like a goofy oaf that he would think like he's being generous to SpongeBob, not like the other way around, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Box chested made me laugh very hard, especially the (laughs) close up of SpongeBob's just ridiculous proportions, you know? So, and his parents are jerks. His oh, parents yeah. are absolute jerks. They're oh, so yeah. into it too. They're stoked, but they're they're so mean. They also seem like there's specific things that they they say that like they just also seem kind of dumb, right? Um, and so you're oh, like, yeah. oh, like I could see where Patrick gets this from. Totally, yeah. They're very very hypocritical in that regard, and they um, it's funny like their their thought, and this is so true to real life. Their thought is they usually, you know, think that I'm really stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll get somebody stupider around me and then they'll think that I'm smart. And so they think that the consequence will be like in the positive of like, they'll view me as really smart, but instead they're just like, this is great. We have another person that we can direct all of our ire towards and we can make fun of him instead. Yeah. Um, and so it's so sad how, how quickly it turns. Um, you live by the sword, die by the sword, I guess. But, and then SpongeBob is trying to get. Patrick's attention like I want to talk in the kitchen or whatever I laugh very hard at he just straight up bites Patrick's hand uh-huh. and Patrick goes ow he bit me and there's just something about that line where he's like talking to his parents like it's like him and his parents are hanging out and Spongebob just happens to be there and he's talking about Spongebob like he's like a kid that he doesn't know that well like he yeah. bit me I or like know. a pet <laughs> right uh so that made me laugh very hard <laughs> 
So anyway, this next clip is SpongeBob and Patrick um, head into the kitchen uh, to discuss what's up. I'm only pretending to be dumb. It was our plan, remember? Oh, SpongeBob, if only you could see how stupid you sound right now with your talk of imaginary plans. Tell you what, you've caught me in a good mood. I'll humor you. Go on, go out there and act smart for everyone. Okay, I will. Uh, don't worry, I'll keep this warm for you. <clears throat> I have a confession to make. I lied about being stupid. I just acted like a fool so you would appreciate Patrick a little bit more. I know how to talk and eat and do laundry. I even separate the darks from the lights. So what do you say we start over and try again? Hi, my name is SpongeBob SquarePants and I am not a dummy. <laughs> Amazing! Three minutes in the kitchen and our son has taught him to talk in complete sentences. Oh, good work, son. It wasn't easy, Dad. It's so cute how SpongeBob comes out to, like, reintroduce himself. And he's uh -huh. like, I even separate the lights from the dark. Yeah. Um, it's just the natural conclusion of, like, <laughs> I can read. I can do math. I can even do laundry. Like, <laughs> yeah. that would be, like, the last thing on the list. Um, But it this is the part that starts to, like, frustrate me with Patrick. We're like... Uh -huh. His friend's obviously doing something super nice for him, and like he just like yeah forgets that like SpongeBob's not actually right. dumb, and right. starts like being really mean to him, like kind of like bullying him. Um, and poor SpongeBob's just trying so hard. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Yeah, what a to talk about toxic environment. Like, just oh, get yeah. out, SpongeBob. There is no winning in this situation, <laughs> no. Patrick. Patrick literally says something to the effect of idiots are often blissfully unaware of how stupid they are. And then it's just like drooling. It cuts to him like, drooling, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. And then I also love SpongeBob says something like, you don't actually think I'm stupid, do you? And then it cuts to him wearing a t-shirt that says I'm with stupid. Mm -hmm, yes. Pointed at SpongeBob, which then is just gone the next shot. But yeah, they're all just so mean. And his parents are so mean and he can't do anything to please them. No. I mean, this really is like, just a perfect image of like toxic cultures where it's like SpongeBob could literally like, you know, cure cancer in front of them and they would find a way to twist it to be like, wow, what an idiot. Or yeah. just be like, I can't believe you managed to teach this guy mm -hmm. like how to read Patrick or whatever, you know, he gets yep. so self-conscious about his brain. Like <laughs> I have a brain. It's fully functional. <laughs> and Patrick. Yeah, I have a picture. Must be actual size. <laughs> and SpongeBob's like, he he, no, he, he can't even roll size. his eyes at it. He's like, yeah. no, it's not. It's normal size. Yeah, it's just so, so funny. It's so sad. The, the laughter in this next scene is really disturbing. Oh, yeah. Um, the like... I love the art of it, but like the close up of like SpongeBob's face takes up the entire screen, mm -hmm. and then like all their laughing faces are popping up over his face and stuff. And, and like there's like they're like spitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so gross. They're so slovenly yeah. of, of mm -hmm. people. So, yes. yeah. Anyway, um, do you have any thoughts before this last clip? No, roll the clip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, son, I've always known that when it comes to brightness, well, 
Well, you're about a three watt. <laughs> but this guy, <laughs> he's a wet match in a dark cave. He makes phone <laughs> operators seem smart. <clears throat> but, but more importantly, son, he's shown me what a sharp, quick-witted boy you've become. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm really meeting you for the first time. Isn't that right, Janet? You bet, Marty. <laughs> Janet? Marty? Excuse me, does this lovely couple belong to you? They've been standing outside my house saying, where's Patrick all day? It's driving me nuts! Oh. Mom! Dad! Wow, son! You actually recognized us this time! And you remembered to get dressed today! <laughs> oh, that's right, honey. We don't have a son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect ending in it's all a, regards. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> this episode straddles like mean so well because mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes some episodes will dip too far into meanness i'm like ah, i don't like this this feels mean-spirited or whatever or it will just like end really abruptly or whatever but even though spongebob li literally exits the episode screaming <laughs> and we just will not see him anymore yeah. he just runs away you know uh, which sometimes that's all you can do to get out of toxic situations but i i would have done the same thing oh my gosh <laughs> totally uh-huh and did you did you notice too that when he bursts through Patrick's wall, you can see, like, outside, even though his house is kind of underground. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It literally doesn't matter, and no. I'm sure the animators are aware that it doesn't make sense, but, um, but anyway. I also would like to point out that Squidward rings a doorbell, but last time SpongeBob knocks. Like, does he have a doorbell? Does he just knock on a thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, SpongeBob <laughs> knocks, but also mm -hmm. Janet and Marty ring the doorbell earlier when he's yeah. singing the alphabet to himself. So <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I don't know what... Yeah, it, it maybe doesn't make the, any sense. Maybe on the outside it's a knock, but on the inside it's a doorbell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as we've seen, the physics of this house don't really make a ton of sense. None There's of rooms sense. in his rock, yes. too. There's yeah. a kitchen. Sometimes. Right, sometimes. sometimes. It's just like a couch when it... Anyway, what are you going to say? Uh, I just, I love the idea that Patrick can remember his parents' names, <laughs> but he like cannot yeah. remember what they look like. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and it's such silly writing. Okay, so for one, like, I just love the, the like, kind of twisting of the knife of where he does get what he wants. He's like, man, <laughs> I thought you were dumb, but after seeing this guy, I think yeah. that you're smart. Like, it's very on the nose. Um, also, holy crap. The escalation of insults is so funny. For one, uh, I've never thought you were or like the brightest bulb. You're more of a three watt. That alone. Very mean, very funny. Um, but this guy is a damp match in a dark cave. That is so mean. So like eviscerating SpongeBob's yes. intelligence, you know? But then he has a third thing to stack on top of that. What could be stupider than than either of those things that he just said? Uh he makes phone operators, phone operators look smart. <laughs> it's so specific, it doesn't make any sense. 
he just has some like bias against phone up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It does not make any sense, but it's so funny. But anyway, so then um, that he says like, it almost feels like I'm meeting you for the first time. It's like such clever writing. And then of course the genius voice acting on like, uh, I feel like I'm meeting you for the first time. Isn't that right, Janet? (laughs) And then her, you're right. Marty, <laughs> like it's just so funny, <laughs> and Janet, Marty, anyway, and then his sudden realization that it's not his parents. Just Who because are you people? That emphasis that they place on, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Marty. And she's like, I'm scared, Marty. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but he's like, "Who are you, people? I'm scared, Marty. I'm scared." It's just so freaking funny. But I just love like the hypocrisy of like them remembering <laughs> that they don't have a kid. Like, oh yeah, like as with- if that's something that's like they they say it like like when you remember where you parked in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, oh, that's right. I parked on this side of the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't have any kids. No, <laughs> like, no kids. Like, how did, I need, like, a backstory. How did they, why were they there? Yeah, they, they knocked on from? some Patrick's door. Like, it's just so like, funny. And, like, they happened to know that he was stupid. Like, I don't <laughs> right. understand it all. And but then, also, again, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I love the fact that his actual parents seem very dumb and the fact that they were just standing outside. There's, th- <laughs> there's three houses. There's For 11 minutes. Houses, and yeah. they're, just, they're just like, where's our son? Where's Patrick? Patrick? <laughs> yeah, what does Goodward say? These two have been standing outside Five saying, where's Patrick? where's Patrick? Where's Patrick? Where's <laughs> Patrick? It's so funny. Um, but then, yeah, I can't remember what the line was earlier, but uh, that Marty is like, you actually recognized us today. Just in hindsight, it makes it like, why did he say that? Yeah. Like, why? Why? Like, there's some real <laughs> gaslighting going on, which just makes SpongeBob in this episode seem even crazier. Like, oh, yeah. SpongeBob is like, what is going on? Like, I can't. Yeah, it's so funny. And then I love, 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 love when uh, episodes are focused on SpongeBob and Patrick. And Squidward just has like one cameo at one point in the episode, and they use it so well in this. Like, <laughs> Squidward would be the one that has to deal with Patrick's actual parents, and I just like want to see the episode where Squidward has to like leave his house and walk outside and be like, "What do you guys want?" Like, and figure out what to do with these two people. So, it's so cute, and then emotionally satisfying. Like, um, a lot of episodes will end with like kind of an ironic like. Someone will get smashed and, and you'll hear Squidward go, ow, or something like that. But it's just like really sweet. They're just hugging and then the rock mm-hmm. closes on them. And it's just like, that's the end of the story. Like, it's so, I don't know, cute. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's It was definitely a cute way to end like an episode that had some like rocky bits where I was totally. like. Totally. No pun intended. Like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like. Oh, like, I don't know about Patrick right now. Like, I'm a little upset. And then I was Uh like, oh, okay. Like, right. But I feel bad. I still feel bad for SpongeBob. Totally. Poor sweet SpongeBob. (laughs) He never really gets a resolution. (laughs) No, there's no resolution for him. (laughs) He literally just snaps and screams. Oh my gosh. This whole episode is so funny. There's something really like, this is very like nerdy. I'm reading too much into it, but there's something like, I don't know, brilliant about the absurdistness. I guess absurdity would be the correct word of like the only resolution we get is the rock closing on them. And it's almost as if 
this is for sure reading too much into it, but it's almost as if like the writers are like, it's like a wink and a nod of like, we're aware that the mechanics of his literal physical house don't make any sense. <laughs> like it's just closing on them. They should be crushed, but it's just yes. like, that's what the rock does. Yeah, and it's there. like this, this microcosm for all of Patrick's character and evidently his family of like, we're aware this doesn't make any sense, but that's just how it works. Oh, and, that's fair. You know, and then, and it like a book closing, it's just, and Patrick's rock that's, closes. That's a very deep, deep thought on um, Patrick's house. I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you. This is see. This is what I'm saying. Of like, I don't have to write essays anymore, and then I do crap <laughs> like this, where I'm like, but anyway, deep dives on Patrick's house. Exactly. Uh huh. But it is really fun. You pointed out earlier, like we really don't get very many Patrick centric episodes. Mm-hmm. He's certainly in a lot of ep- of episodes, um, and we even get Squidward centric episodes with. Him going, you know, into the future or with him having to start a marching band or a fancy restaurant or stuff like that. But I I don't know if I can think of any other episodes in the first three seasons where it revolves around Patrick and it's like a deep dive of his character. So, yeah, it's very, very fun. Um, it makes sense that it would just be so insane. Yes, <laughs> as absolutely. This episode. Anyway, our guest, what did you think of the episode? I'm a stupid. Um, I, like we just said, I love the fact that it was like a Patrick centered episode. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I like that they went like a little bit into like kind of like a meanness, but they Mm -hmm. like towed the line well enough where like, I wasn't like angry at Patrick. I was just like a little iffy. Um, and there's like so many, there's so many good lines in this episode. Uh Um, (laughs) and just like not even lines, but just like weird sounds yeah. and stuff that yeah. <laughs> like the barking at the beginning um, <laughs> is just so funny and still so charming um uh-huh. and while i feel bad for spongebob i'm glad yeah. that patrick got to see his real parents <laughs> yeah yeah and, they <laughs> and love then we them. got to see squidward because we didn't yeah. see squidward in the other episode he true wasn't there yeah uh-huh wow what a great little cameo for squidward i love it well uh, this has been uh, Absorbent and Yell on the episodes of Procrastination and I'm with Stupid. Uh, before we wrap up, Rhiannon, do you have any other closing thoughts on SpongeBob? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm I'm glad that it existed uh, mm-hmm. in when mm-hmm. I was a, like a child. Like I'm glad that I was in that like three year, like whatever mm-hmm. year gap yeah, where like totally, yeah. where SpongeBob was important to a lot of people. Uh-huh. Um, because I like made friends based on like the fact that I watched SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, and like I went to this one girl's house uh, and she had a bold and brash painting in her house. No way. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, do you like SpongeBob? Uh-huh. And now we're friends. Uh, yeah. And we can like quote SpongeBob. And I just love that it is a timeless show and that it was mm-hmm. a show that me and my dad could watch together and he wouldn't complain about it. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So hats off to these hats people off. that wrote such a clever show yeah. for children but also adults yeah. wow my passion for this show is just yeah teeming yes love it great <laughs> well that is um this week for i couldn't think of a clever uh, uh, way to wrap up the episode but <laughs> that's the episode everybody uh, thank you again, Rhiannon, for joining us. Everybody, uh, one last time, and if I have to remind you one more time, I will come to your house and uh, destroy your mailbox. Go <laughs> follow Jolly Ollie Designs on Instagram and uh, buy 
two of her merch things. Again, <laughs> otherwise, no mailbox. And after you've done that, uh, write in to Sponge and Spam Robots with your thoughts and questions for the podcast. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts so other people can find the show. And then return next week for the classic episodes, Sailor Mouth and Artist Unknown. See you then. All that choking sure made me hungry.